Hello and welcome uh, to another episode of the Clever Kids Podcast, a weekly pop culture podcast where three brothers tackle all the pop culture topics that everybody thinks about. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about season two of The Mandalorian, but before we get into that, I wanted to introduce myself. My name is Tyler, I'm your host, and I am joined by my co-hosts and brothers, Brian. Yo, yo. And Jeff. Hey, what's up, guys? This week... We're going to be talking about The Mandalorian, like I said, but before we get into that, uh, we like to get into some news and some of the things that we've been going over or been interested in this week. Um, Brian, have you been doing anything new this week? Anything you want to recommend? Uh, good question. We are still turning along in the last season of Black Sails, so I'll continue that recommendation for anybody. I, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Only four seasons long on Stars. Uh, it's about pirates. Um, and uh, I brought up the season length just because I think with you know shows like Breaking Bad and this one, I kind of prefer when a show's a little bit of a, a hard hitter and, and stop short than to get dragged out too long. So um, personally, I kind of appreciate the length. Um, I know that it was probably a product of them getting shut down early or something, but I thought they did a good job of wrapping it up. I don't think the ending is disappointing or anything. Um, damn good show. Otherwise... Um, Tried Big Mouth yesterday. Um, I if, love that show. If so my, watch it. If my wife can hear me uh, outside the room, um, it's okay. She loves it. I, I, it's okay. It's just, you know. I, I think know. it's one of the funniest comedy, uh, animated comedies of all time. I'm very picky. Above. I'm very picky when it comes to animation shows these days. For the most part, they don't engage me, but um, it's okay. It, when wow. we're folding laundry, I can uh, let it run in the background and get a couple chuckles. Wow. I think it's very good. Um, but Jeff, what do you got? Uh, still trying away at my sixteen hundred page book. Still uh, playing Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Great. Well, uh, my my we didn't do this very much last week because um, of how big our topics were. But that Jeff's recommendation, or you know topic there brings me to my topic as a maybe a do not recommend uh cyberpunk 2077 it also brings us right into the news so i'm okay with uh foregoing my time in order to talk about this a little bit so brian did you hear about all the fallout from the 2077 launch all i saw were screenshots of i so just to be clear to anyone listening we all three have ps4s and have for a long time um and i'm the only one of the three of us who has not bought Cyberpunk or tried it out yet, So, um, or at launch or whatever. I, I've decided to have Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cyberpunk be my first games on the PS5 when I finally get my hands on one, um, which will be sometime in 2021 likely. Um, now, uh, I have seen uh, the fallout. I saw that they were issuing refunds because of issues. I think it's kind of ridiculous because as I started to become more and more aware of Cyberpunk over the last, I don't know, a year or so, all I saw was pressure to get them to launch it and them saying, yo, it's not ready. And then now that they've launched it and there's a big issue and people are freaking out and making fun of them, I just it sounds unfortunate to me. It sounds like they should have 
ignored the uh, the pressures and just waited until that game was good to go. Um, and now the fallout comes from them succumbing to that pressure. But um, you're going to have to dive into more about what you guys have seen with the issues. So, I mean, this is this, this goes right into uh, what Jeff and I were talking about uh, before you we, we before we started recording. But um, we were talking about Cyberpunk compared to Grand Theft Auto Five. Jeff, when did Grand Theft Auto Five come out? Twenty thirteen. So twenty thirteen, they were able to release a game that, for some reason, in two thousand nineteen, made them how much money, Jeff? Five hundred million dollars in the year of twenty nineteen alone. Six years later, they are still making millions off of a game because of how good that game is. Not only did they release a completed product that was widely considered one of the best games of all time at launch seven years ago, but it's a game that you guys still play. A lot of my friends still play seven years later. Like it's still a a viable product. And yet CD Projekt Red, one of the most promising development game developers in the industry over the last several years, has just been like releasing nothing but hitters. You know, they announced this game, what, six years ago, five years ago? And yeah, they did get a lot of pressure, but I think the pressure came from the fact that they announced this game six years ago. And all of us are like, so when are you going to release this thing? You know, and the joke kind of became, you keep telling us you're going to release it and... It, you're, you're just never going to do it or what, you know, and they keep pushing it back. They kept pushing it back. And Jeff and I had said um, on this podcast multiple times, like, we don't care how long they push it back as long as they release like a final product, like a, a working product. And instead of doing that, they released a product that works on PC and works on the next gen consoles, PS5 and Xbox One or is it Xbox One? No. Xbox Series X. That's it. Series X. Sorry. Their their naming system is insane. <laughs> but um well it's I I can we can get into that if you want. No, but I mean here's the thing. They they released it. They released a working product on those platforms and then a buggy broken product on the pro- platforms that everybody currently still has, you know? Like X like nobody or not a lot of people have been able to get their hands on a PS5. Not a lot of people have made the jump into PC gaming. Um I would say that more people are playing on PS4 and Xbox One, and the product straight up does not work on that. It's like I've had a lot of glitches. Uh, Jeff, you said the other day that you you would have paid extra for the glitch that you received, where you couldn't die for like six yeah, I, hours. <laughs> I, I have, I know it's. I still, I, I can activate this glitch whenever I want. There, there's for those of you listening that are interested. Uh, if you have the reinforced tendons and are able to jump super high in the air and you have the Berserker uh, attachment. Uh, if you're in the air and you activate Berserker, your character will force like a superhero landing, and when you land, your character cannot take physical damage. <laughs> the problem, though, is that you also cannot deal physical damage. You can only do oh. elemental damage. So my workaround is that is that I've got gorilla arms that deal electrical damage, and so I run around in areas that I have no business being in because they should be able to kill you in like half a second, and I just run over and punch people in the face until they die. <laughs> Uh, while taking incredible amounts of damage. It's hysterical. It's my favorite way to play. Uh, and I activate it every time. <laughs> so, I mean, so what's the fix? Are you guys getting know. a patch? Like, what? what's So the they're releasing a lot of patches, but I want to talk more about more about the, the how, how this happened, 
right? So it looks like what happened is the developer CD Project Red, like the corporate overlords there, were using what's called crunch time, right? Jeff, do you know what crunch time is? Brian, have you heard of it? Yeah, it's, no, where, they, it's, it's where within the last six months of production of the video game, they uh, put the full funding necessary to, to release the game. And they right? basically make people work like 14-hour days and like sleep at the office and like they they don't leave and they do it for like six months. They have a name and, for that? Yeah, so it's it's been a thing in the industry for a long time, but only it wasn't until more recently that it's kind of become widely known that that's what they do um and they do this on movies too it's anyone like people who like you know graphic design or graphic artists or cgi artists um have to do it a lot on movies uh like cats cats did it and then you know came out a horrible mess um a lot of video games have been doing it and people are kind of like rallying against the industry for using the time this way um but they did it a lot on... But Brian, like, it, so what happens is these game studios have multiple projects that they're working on. So they have a certain amount of funding going to each project and they have teams diving behind each of these projects and working their fundamental projects out. But when the game comes within six months of its announced release date, which they have this whole scheduling system that they create and say the game should be ready by this time, when they get within that six-month period, they put the full funding into that project alone and then put all of their designer teams working on it and then they hire more coders and all of these people needed to develop this game fully and then those people all work crazy amounts of overtime it's kind of like i mean a, a lot of industries have this like tax season for uh fi for the finance industry people work crazy amounts of overtime to you know get this st uh, the auditing season done and, like it's it's common in a lot of different industries and and it's common for gaming industries as well so cd project red was in crunch time for the last six months the problem is the game was set to release six months ago exactly on its initial release date so they basically been on crunch time for a year and they still released a product that was unfinished for half the platforms that it released on then at release what they did is they front loaded the re the reviews by releasing uh, review review copies to PC gamers and PS people who had PS5s and people who had Xbox Series X's because those platforms were the ones where the game functions perfectly. So there weren't problems. And so the reviews came out and were like really good. And then everybody flooded and bought it. And then, but they bought it on their PS4s and their Xbox Ones. And the game doesn't work correctly on that. And I've like, I've had things were like i was driving my car and there's like a body laying in the road and i hit it and the body acted as a brick wall it like <laughs> it like crashed my car superman's but it was, body yeah exactly it was i was like what the f and it was like not someone that i had killed it was just like a glitched body in the road but that glitched body was uh, it, and like it's just dumb stuff like that happens you know what i mean i mean i, I just i don't glitches. it's a bit when they, of a when struggle. the game first announced when the game we first uh, released, they have huge problems with uh, like standard looting systems where you kill an enemy and they have stuff on their body that you need to loot from them. And a lot of the bodies would not be able to be interacted with. They would like fall underneath the car or fall in a specific position and you couldn't loot their body. Um, and uh, like when I first got my reinforced tendons and was jumping, I was just using it to climb buildings. And I found like a third of the buildings in the game that are super tall don't have defined parameters once you get over a certain height. They didn't expect people to climb these buildings. 
So once you get over a certain height, you can literally just walk through the walls. <laughs> you can like you've seen I've seen clips of people like get knocked from their motorcycle going flying into buildings that they then can't escape from. Thankfully, I had this ability that I can jump out of these buildings, but most of these people have to then reload the game and potentially lose progress because of these people not defining parameters. Dude, I've had some crazy shit with uh, my my guy. What's the what's your the? partner's name? Oh, like Jackie Wells. Friend? What? Jackie Wells. Yeah, Jackie Wells. Yeah, so I have Jackie Wells. Anytime he shows up on his motorcycle, <laughs> he just drives straight through all the cars on the street, and they just go flying. <laughs> it's insane. It looks so crazy. Like you can see him coming from like a mile away. Got, it's like the game. I don't even. You've got to record it's that. It's so crazy, and that's. I got to see this. That's hysterical. It's so funny, and like. Uh, the uh, the other day I finished a mission with him and he like is sitting there and we're talking and then he goes alright vamanos amigo and then he just turns and he just drives straight <laughs> through my car and it just goes flying off the street and I was like what the fuck <laughs> it was crazy so let me ask you something it, so what I'm hearing is, is the PS5 version has no issues well the PS is that correct? I, I don't know I haven't I, all I know is that, like, so there's two problems with the game. One, the game was buggy, but also the game on a base model PS4 isn't capable of running it. The graphics that I've seen in some of these scenes look like PS2 graphics. And that's one of the things where Tyler wow. was saying they front-loaded the reviews where um, they only released it to the, to the systems that would, the, the review copies of the game, to the systems that wouldn't have these problems. So they kind of front-loaded... Uh, and it's, it's unfortunate, but like my, I have a PS4 Pro, Brian, you have a PS4 base. So on your PS4, it probably wouldn't look as good as it did on mine. I don't have as many problems with uh, graphical capabilities, but the PS5 itself isn't on the PS5 version. They haven't released the PS5 version and they won't for another six months. So the, the PS5 players are running the game on the PS4 version, but their PlayStation can handle it. So it doesn't have as many crashes. Um, and it loads faster. So you're saying that when I finally get this game in six months or whatever, I'm not going to have any issues and I'm going to be the genius that waited. I should have waited. I wish I had. I was going to, but then Jeff was like, I'm, I'm doing it. And I was like, fuck, I want to play. So I'm just going to do it. I'm still having fun. And now I was, I was pretty close as well. I, luckily, I got into this mode where I wanted to kind of wrap up all my PS4 games and then trade everything in for a PS5 with some new games. So I'm kind of glad that I, like, I stuck it out at this point. Anyway, um, yeah, that sucks. I, I've seen it getting memed to hell. I've seen like the uh, the graphical issues, like with the Keanu Reeves character, where he's looking all haggard, like PS2 version, and then they put it next to the the clean, like you know, commercial yeah. version, and it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, you versus the guy, you know, she told you not to worry about. So it. there's <laughs> there was one more thing that that Cyberpunk did that's pretty underhanded. You know, the whole the whole front loading the reviews is pretty shitty. The other thing they did was really shitty which is they turned around when the game, after the initial re reviews came in and everyone said, this game is, is horrible. Cyberpunk, the owner of Cyberpunk turned around and said, we will be issuing full refunds. And so people started flooding in requests for them to refund the game. And then Cyberpunk said, well, we sell our games directly to Microsoft and directly to Sony. You bought your game from GameStop. You bought your game from Sony. You bought your game from Microsoft. You should get your money back from them. And Sony and Microsoft are like, hold on, you're the one that yeah. promised people their, their money back, and now you're, you're trying to cost me my money because you released a buggy game that they don't want anymore. 
And so Sony is absolutely furious and has taken Cyberpunk down from the digital store now. Yeah. Wow. So, and offering full refunds to anyone who bought it digitally. I've considered doing it, but I kind of just want to wait until they release. They released a new patch this morning, so I yeah, you're gonna give it a you're shot. gonna buy it again later anyway, right? I mean, for the most part, would you guys say like minus the glitches or looking past the glitches, it's an awesome game or what? It's an incredible world, that's for sure. It's a bit. I've I've struggled a bit with some of the uh, first person shooter tactics. You know what I mean? Like you're traveling. Like I'll be in like a a warehouse and there's no HUD, so I don't know where anything is. And um, I think I just maybe need to put some more hours into it. But I also struggle with some of the uh, the shooting and stuff. I'm just I, I don't know. It's not functioning as smoothly as I'd I like. I personally love the game. Given the style that I play the game, I play. I have a sledgehammer that I run around murdering people with. So what I'll do is I'll just find someone behind a corner, I'll run over and kill them, and then I'll use my super legs to jump over obstacles that other people are hiding behind, and I'll load my sledgehammer back and slam them in the head as I'm landing on the ground. Super fun, super rewarding experience. The two things that I think this game is lacking is one, a vehicle customization option. They give you like a thousand cars that you can buy, and they all feel exactly the same. Nothing feels different. There's no difference between mm -hmm. them. There's just, are you in a motorcycle or are you in a car? And like, it just feels, yeah. and, and the fact that I can't customize them and, you know, make them super in this super futuristic world is, is frustrating to me. You think that would be part of the, that world. Yeah. And then the other thing is you can't customize. When I first got a car. Oh, sorry. I was going to say the other thing is you can't customize your appearance after you create your character. I didn't realize that. I, I, I didn't like, I customized my character on the lighting and the character customization screen. And then when the game started, he looked a little bit different than I thought he would. And I was like, oh, I can just cut his hair later. And there's no way to change your customization. You're just that character for the rest of the game. Wow. Which is frustrating, because even like Red Dead Redemption 2 had character yeah. customization designs. And it's like, what the fuck? It's a cowboy who gives a shit what he looks like. <laughs> but well, you and, and the big selling point of this is you're in the future where you can change your everything about yourself so like why can't i change the way i look right i can change yeah. what eyes i have but silly. i can't cut my hair i can have a vagina but i can't cut my hair <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna let that sit i couldn't tell if you guys froze or <laughs> i was waiting I for brian to kill just, 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 just i didn't have anything on that one <laughs> I was looking for a joke there, but I just thought the silence was better. All right, so we can move on. Uh, main topic this week is going to be about uh, The Mandalorian. Um, season two. Spoilers. Full spoilers. I'm not going to do... Well, we can just say right now, overall, the one no spoilers thing, do you... How did you feel? Did you like it? Yes or no? Brad? Yes. Yes, I liked it. Jeff. Yeah, I'd give it a positive review overall. All right. And Tyler says, yes, it was good. Now, that being said, it wasn't perfect, and I have some issues throughout, but we'll get into that. Um, my idea here is that we'll go episode by episode, talk about episodes that we liked, what we liked about those specific episodes, and then move on to the next one. Does that sound sure. good? All right, full spoilers going forward. If you have not watched the finale or the season, don't listen to uh, the rest of this. 
Um, season two, episode one, chapter was titled Chapter Nine, The Marshal. We sort of talked about this one already, so I have a feeling that we're not going to um, have a lot more to say. Um, overall, I thought it was a really good episode. Started with the bang. Um, Timothy Oliphant was fun. Uh, the fight against the crate dragon was cool. Um, seeing Boba Fett's armor, you know, kind of let us know that we were going to see Boba Fett throughout this season, which was cool. Um, but yeah, anyone got something unique to say? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the first episode was uh, gorgeous. I thought it really set the tone for the entire season. I thought the fight scene in the beginning of the episode was incredible. I thought the crate dragon looked amazing. Um, easily one of the best episodes in the entire season. Yeah, and we already talked about it, so we can move on to episode two chapter 10 the passenger um that's the one with the frog lady baby yoda or grogu as we now know his name to be uh eating the eggs um overall i really liked this episode a lot i thought it was really cool with the the giant ice spider those ice spiders were from like boba fett comic books that i remember reading back in the day so it was kind of cool to see them kind of reference something like that visually pretty stunning episode there as well with the spiders coming at them and the big giant spider like i think they do a good job of like i mean showing those um those artistic uh concept drawings at the end of the episodes episodes. and every time i'm like wow you literally could have taken that uh drawing and then just hit play on it and then like it was just like right in the middle of the episode like they do a good job in the episode of making it look like it came right out of an artistic concept yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean the spiders. I hate spiders, and uh, <laughs> I hated those ice spider things. So, um, I mean, I, not even the spiders themselves. I mean, they were gorgeous. But I mean, the thing that really hits me with that episode is the chase scene through the clouds. Yeah, I blew loved me away. That. Yeah, it was so good. I've watched it a few times now. So good. I thought it was really great. It reminded yeah. me very, very, very cinematic. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, all right. Uh, Season 2, Episode 3, Chapter 11 is The Heiress, which was the one where we see live-action Bo-Katan for the first time, right? Yep. It's where we see the Mandalorians and they take their helmets off and we find out that um, uh, that Din Djarin is part of some sort of fringe Mandalorian religion where they're not allowed to do that but you don't have to be that way and I think that he kind of comes to terms with that fact um, we have Katie Sackoff playing Bo-Katan which is she's a sci-fi nerd favorite she was in uh, Battlestar Galactica the reboot um, which I haven't watched a lot of but enough of to know who she is um, and I don't know. How did you guys feel about? I mean, Jeff, do you, you know Bo-Katan, right, from the series? The yeah, I mean, I I, I was surprised you didn't mention this, but the actress that played her in the Mandalorian TV show is the same one that voiced her cartoon character in the Star Wars Rebels. She she does. I didn't know that. Yep, she voiced she voiced her and she acted. She's the I think she's the first or second character to to actually act out the character that she voiced. Wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize that Katie Sackhoff was Bo-Katan in the comic or in the uh, animated show. Um, this kind of begins part of my problem with the series. 
some like it becomes really exposition heavy and i know that they're doing that because they have to get people like my wife who don't know the star wars universe on board with like the story they're about to tell but some of the shit that they have to say is so ridiculous like i don't remember specifics but they have to talk about i was there at the great war of mandalore and blah 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 and the dark saber and moff gideon and yada 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 and then this and then that and it was just like okay i don't you guys are being like roll my eyes this is so exposition heavy i don't even know what to what to say about it um but overall i think that that episode was cool uh it was really fun to watch them do the siege of the ship um it was fun to see them with their jetpacks and doing all the craziness there uh i like when the monster or like the guys take uh dindrin out on the uh your ship and then they just like kick baby yoda's egg into the fish's mouth and he just dives straight in after it i was like i thought that was pretty cool um yeah all right so we can talk about episode four the siege well so real quick on that i have oh, a question ahead. for clarification because yeah. this is the first time we've touched on it but so that episode was really establishing that not only do mandalorians exist in bigger numbers than what we were previously aware of, but that there's two different factions. One that subscribe to an ancient religion that's like a lot more strict and you can't take off your helmet and blah, blah, blah. And then another one where they're a little bit more loose, right? Right. And that's where we saw the clash where they take their helmets off and he's like, what the hell you guys aren't real Mandalorians. And they're just like, basically start calling them out. Like you're just one of the psychos from that like cult, you know? Right. Right. And, right. But they don't really get into it much more than that. But that's, it's just an implication that basically there are Mandalorians in two separate factions. And his lack of a response tells you maybe he's not totally aware of it. Right. He's kind of sitting there going, what the fuck are they talking about? Right. Right. So he was he's not even actually a Mandalorian in, in race. Like he's not he, he's a foundling. He's a person rescued. He was a child rescued by the Mandalorians and raised in their religion. And that's why he doesn't take his helmet off. Whereas Bo-Katan and her soldiers are born and raised on Mandalore, like, you know, 100% Mandalorian bloodline. So he's told not to take his helmet off because they'll recognize that he's not born and raised. I don't know that that's the reason. I just think it's a part of their religion, right? I mean, they talked about it in season one where he's like, it's not a race, it's a creed, right? Like being Mandalorian isn't about being from mandalore it's about what you believe and what you do right. right and i think that that's where boba fett fits in i mean initially when boba fett shows up he's a mandalorian and then george lucas over the years is like uh maybe he's not mandalorian maybe he's just some guy who has mandalorian armor uh, and he killed a mandalorian or maybe he is a mandalorian and then in this Django fett is was a foundling much like our main character and then boba fett is his quote-unquote son right right um and then that's where we get boba fett having the armor which is fine it's fine to expand that um but yeah i think it was interesting to sort of flesh that out and also to bring like to show us that they're like okay well we're gonna bring some of the animated characters i honestly didn't know bo katan was coming i had no idea that they had that they were going to do it. I knew Ahsoka was going to be in the series because I had heard that they cast Rosario Dawson. But I had, like, when Katie Sackhoff showed up, I was like, whoa, I did not. What the hell? How are you? What is going on here? 
Um, all right. Episode four was The Siege. Um, this was one of my least favorite episodes, actually. Um, do you, It's the one where they go back to uh, whatever that town is from season one. Um, and cre- Grief, Karga, and uh, whatever... I don't. I don't even know those characters' names. Carl, Gina yeah, Carl Weathers and Gina Carano are are in it, and they go to that uh, Imperial outpost, and they do whatever they do. Um, yep. That episode was directed by Carl Weathers. I thought was interesting. It says at the end of the the episode that Carl Weathers is director, and I was like, okay, all right, Apollo, I see you. I see okay. you trying. Okay. Out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I gotta say. I really don't like Gina Carano's acting. I think she's a terrible actress. I know that Brian and I were like big proponents of her being Wonder Woman back in the day, but she literally cannot just deliver a line to save her life. It sounds terrible. It takes me out of the episode every time. Um, I mean, she's still physically impressive. You know, she's a bigger girl, but she can clearly throw a punch and she can do the action scenes um, really well. But I think Deadpool what did it the right way where they gave her like maybe two speaking lines and then just had her like punching Colossus and that was the whole thing that she did. Cause yeah, she's not very she's not a very good actress. Um I agree. How did you guys feel about this episode? This is the episode that had the 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 mistake where it was like the guy the like the the boom operator, you see like half of his What? Did you, did you, yeah, he's like standing halfway what in the are they screen calling him? in one of the hallways. They're, they're call, they've in, they've like already created like action figures and shit for him online. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there's like people, people being like people easiest have... Star Wars cosplay of all time. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying That's to find cool. it. Fan spots wayward boom mic in episode four. Let's find out. Game of Thrones may finally be catching a break. Fuck that. <laughs> Let's see. What are they calling him? Uh, wayward boom mic. Let's see if there's a nickname. The sighting was w- made by the wife of a YouTuber known as Hulkules187. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and run this video and see what we're talking about here. Yeah. Wow. I, really I just, dumb. I just don't get like, are are we just going downhill in the industry, uh, or like in the role of uh, continuity error? watchers or whatever because i thought people literally watched these episodes looking for those fuck-ups you know what i mean and i'm just like how are these major productions having these issues and i'm talking game of thrones i'm talking mando now where these things are front and center the biggest thing on television at the moment and yet these people are making these errors whereas in other stuff we're not seeing it i'd like to think i'd like to think the truth is it's the same continuity error person (laughs) that has messed up again (laughs) <laughs> or it's just like the same guy is just like purposely throwing things in. It's like yeah. his stamp. It's Jeans guy. Platform. It was Jeans guy's Starbucks cup and water bottle in Game of Thrones. It's it's Banksy, I think. I think Banksy is getting it's, jobs. It's his new art form. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's <laughs> <laughs> just, just throwing things into pop culture and just being like, see, it doesn't matter or whatever. Right, just, Here's a just, rat eating a pizza and smoking a cigarette yeah. or whatever. You think that I they'd do. be like, cool, we're about to release this on, you know, this week or next week, go frame by frame, boop, 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 and see if there's anything visible. You know, like right, that's what I want from you. No, no one does that. That would be insane to pay someone Hollywood rates to just sit there and click on each frame. 
what pay is me, Hollywood pay me 20 bucks an hour. Actor. Yeah, pay me 20 bucks an hour to do it. We're not paying George Clooney to do this. No one's paying you 20 <laughs> bucks an hour to do that. Someone when might. Gonna take well, Disney they might, might want to consider it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm available, by the way, if anyone's hearing this and has that ability. Otherwise, I'm going to watch your TV show for you. <laughs> Back to frame, the topic Frame by here. frame. <laughs> Back to the topic here. Otherwise, this episode kind of didn't move the plot along that much we got the we found out i think in this episode that they were what they were using grogu for um that they were trying to to study his blood to find a way to give the force to other people um and apparently they failed at that the next episode episode five is called the jedi this is the episode where we meet ahsoka tano um i thought rosario dawson did a great job um i think i already talked about this a little bit on another episode but she's the only person i think who could have pulled off that character in my opinion and i think that she was great and it looked good and i'm excited to see her series although um here at the end of this i want to talk a little bit about these other star wars series but um i don't know how did you guys feel about this episode well, let me ask first off, most important thing. We find out Lil Baby Yoda's name in this, Grogu. What do you guys think of the name? So, well, Jeff, do you have something to say? Uh, I mean, I, I would have gone with a different name, but I guess it's fine. We don't need... What name would you have gone with? Uh, I don't know. Go. Right off the top of your head, go. Let's do it. I would have called him Yoda, and then I would have had them in the future discover how to reverse the chronology of objects and have him go backwards in time. <laughs> <laughs> that have been yeah. so confusing. Reverse M trip. Yeah, I just, I just thought the name Grogu was kind of weird and not super endearing to a cute little baby that's captured the hearts of of the world. <laughs> I like it. I mean, my Grogu. dog's name is Frodo, so and I think that he's a French bulldog, and I constantly think he looks just like Baby Yoda or Grogu. I, and so having, I would have accepted a Yoda version of Frodo. How about Yoda? Yeah, having a name like Grogu. I was just kind of like, man, it's really close to Frodo. And now are I you just hoping, my... Brian? Are you just hoping that he's actually related to Yoda? I, I don't. I'm sure he is in some way, but at the same time, like, I, I don't really care. I just thought Grogu was just such an ugly ass name for a cute little baby that has stolen my heart. I don't think it's an ugly name. I think it's a cute name. I call my dog now Grogu, and he responds. So I might be actively changing his name. I don't know. Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty close. I like it quite a lot, but um, this is where we found out that if Baby Yoda reached out through the Force, he would find a Jedi who would be willing to train him, right? Which we get a we get a um, a payoff to that in the finale. Uh, what did you guys think of Ahsoka Tano? I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit, Jeff. You said that that final fight scene was we disappointing. Didn't, we didn't. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast because we agreed not to do any spoilers. So I think we talked about it outside the podcast. But, um, yeah, I thought the final fight scene was disappointing. Um, you know, my, my biggest question whenever someone is fighting someone when the other person doesn't have the force is, why aren't you using the force? Like, they're fighting on a little watery bridge, and Ahsoka's going kind of toe-to-toe with this chick wielding a spear, and at no point does she go, and force push into the water. Like, kind of lame. Or, and, like, lift and, you up with the force. I mean, we see what yeah. you can do with the force in the finale. It's just kind of like, oh, you could just turn their bones into dust by squeezing them? Why aren't you doing that to people? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why didn't she just fight that chick? It's like some kind of honor thing, but... Or why didn't she just blast her? 
I mean, you have to go to what George Lucas's original inspiration for Star Wars was, and that is Akira Kurosawa. And his, you know, he loved Akira Kurosawa's uh, samurai movies and clearly modeled a lot of Star Wars off of samurai movies and the Jedi off of samurai. And so it's clearly a nod to old school samurai stuff. It worked for me. I thought it was fine. I really like Ahsoka with her white, bringing the white lightsabers into canon as well, which is really cool because I always thought that that was a good idea or a good concept. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with it. You know, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, well, uh, I just don't really understand what they're trying to say with Ahsoka's past where she's like, I'm going to abandon the Jedi order. I'm going to lay down all my, but I'm going to make some Jedi lightsabers though. I'm going to keep those. I'm going to keep all my force powers. I'm still going to help people. It's like, well, it sounds like you're going to stay a Jedi. Right. I mean, we'll see. I mean, she said she's barely a Jedi at this point, right? She's, she is, but she's just kind of, she's not affiliated in a way. Um, all right. Season or chapter 14. I think this one's going to start a fight. Uh, Jeff, (laughs) go ahead. Let's air it out. How did you feel about this episode? This was my least favorite episode of the show. This might've been my least favorite episode of anything I've ever seen. Um, it That's is horrible. So myopic. I just don't even understand. I, I hated this episode to its core. I mean, it, it highlighted every single thing that was bad about Star Wars. Um, the plot itself made no sense. So the plot itself was was the plot. I guess the plot. The beginning of the story is that uh, the Mandalorian takes baby Grogu to this this Jedi altar so that Grogu can reach out to the Force, and as soon as he does. It creates a force field that the Mandalorian suddenly can't break through. And so he's like, I guess I'm stuck here. And then Boba Fett conveniently shows up within that time frame and shows up and he's like, hey, what's up? I, I found this chick that you left for dead out in the desert and I saved her just in time. That was convenient. Oh, also, that's my armor that you have. I'd like it back now. Yeah, no, I know that the guy you got it from had it for about 10 years and I never asked him for it. But I decided to chase your ass through the galaxy and get it back from you instead of from the guy who had it for all that time. In the like the three days that you've had it, I want it back now. And then the Empire shows up and they're like, hey, we're going to blow up one of these two ships that's sitting on this planet. We're going to leave the other one untouched because we only care about one of them. And then we're going to send down some dark troopers to kidnap baby Grogu at the exact second that this force field goes down. I mean, how convenient that the second that they show up, the force field disappears. They grab no, the baby and they the fly No, the force away. field drops way before they show up. I don't think so. I only watched the it episode does. once because that was all I could stomach. But um, oh my god, you're so uh, the, ridiculous! You have you have <laughs> Boba Fett so... walking around, smacking people <laughs> with the stick, and the stormtroopers are dropping like the helmets are their heads. He shatters and... their helmets. It shows him. He straight up shatters that dude's. Not helmet. all of them. He's he's like elbowing people left and right, and people are just dropping and not getting up ever again, and it's ridiculous. You have the one of the stormtroopers walks over and set up so sets up a mortar fire to take out the sniper, and the sniper is just like casually listing left and right and like dodging left and right. And the mortar fire that's happening like two feet behind her are these pathetic little CGI explosions that look like absolute ass and do nothing. <laughs> it was Brian, horrific. Jump this episode me. made me physically ill. I've not recovered. My <laughs> IQ has dropped. My tire pressure's lower. This is ridiculous. I was so upset. I, I'll never, I'll never be the same. I, I harmed myself. 
I harmed myself. I shot myself, and instead of cleaning it, I just sat in it. You need to relax, sir. A little bit. I hated this episode. A little bit. I hated this episode. I hated this episode with a passion, dude. It was it was a horrible introduction to a great character, and it was a horrible use of CGI. It was was bad. Okay, I'm just gonna say I disagree because I don't feel like yelling today. If this (laughs) if this episode was a human being, I would drive over it in my car, and then. I would throw the car in reverse, drive over it again, repeat. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I did not dislike it as much as you. I don't, I mean, I, I don't think I've loved any of the episodes like wholly. You know, the way that I like really like a lot of Game of Thrones episodes. You know what I mean? I don't feel that way about any of the Mandalorian as much as I just like I enjoy watching stuff that's in the Star Wars universe. I like, you know, the costuming a lot. Um, I like the different set designs. I like the ships, whatever. I think that that's all fun. That's the main reason I watch this show. And I like Grogu. I think he's really cute, obviously. Um, but I don't hate any of the episodes. And I, <laughs> I don't understand why you're so viscerally. Yeah, I got to be honest, it. man. I completely agree with you. Some of the combat in that episode was hard to watch. In it, in it, like I think there's definitely times where in most of the episodes i see something in the in the action that i'm like hmm. but for the most part i've i've just learned to watch this show through a lens of like just accepting certain things like the fact that the stormtroopers can't seem to hit anybody that has continued by the way that is something that they could have addressed and they have not they've just allowed <laughs> that to continue the fact that the stormtrooper armor does nothing for them they might as well just be out there naked in gunfights like I'm just saying, like there's certain things, but like I've accepted it. It doesn't ruin the episode. To the I mean, to the like level you look at the describing. difference between the Mandalorian armor and the Stormtrooper armor. The Mandalorian is taking sniper and blasters and explosions and robotic punches to the face, and it does not feel a lick of pain. And then the Stormtroopers are the like they're on the opposite side of the spectrum. Like the Empire can't afford slightly better armor. Yeah, it does nothing. It does nothing for them. It does nothing for them. Their armor does. I have never seen their, them like take a hit and like keep moving because their armor protected them in any way. Like anytime anything hits them, they're like, Ugh! and then they lay out. I'm like, what was the point of wearing all that shit? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know. It's, it doesn't seem to be useful. Like they're taking hits from like I. I, I thought the same thing. Like a when staff. Watching. A staff hits him, and they're like, Ugh, I'm dead. And I'm like, you're wearing gear. What the fuck? You watch Rogue One and Donnie Yen is just like whacking them in the face with a stick. And it's like, I don't, why is it that seems knocking like they them out? just be able to take that hit. Yeah. yeah what's the point understand. of your helmet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what's going like, on. At that point, I'd rather like not have the gear on and be a little quicker. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. don't see the point. Be able to see straight. Maybe they'd be able to hit something. We literally see people who aren't wearing armor fare way better in gunfights <laughs> it seems like the armor is honestly making not only making yeah. them a target yeah their views like this they're like all right everybody shoot them like they, they're it's like they're, attracting the bullets or the laser blasts or whatever you know what i mean it's like a magnet yeah so that stuff like as you watch it you got to just accept it or you're never going to enjoy this shit like and yeah. like i think that episode just had a little bit more of that kind of stuff where you have to just suspend your disbelief um, and, and Jeff's just not able to. <laughs> Look, I'm able to suspend my disbelief, but the fact is the entire episode can't be the suspension of disbelief. Like, that's all this episode was, was, oh yeah, well, if you just ignore that, oh, and that, oh, and, and that too. Oh, don't forget that. Ignore that too. Like, it was horrific. Horrific. 
Dude, you can't use horrific like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not it an horrific. atrocity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was sitting there horrified, so yes, no, I can. you weren't. That's not horrific. It was excruciating. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of an extreme adjective, my friend. Yeah, I think you're using the out adjec those adjectives incorrectly, but okay. We're, we're going to move on because I just don't have the energy today to have this fight. <laughs> um, Keep going. Keep going. Uh, chapter... Uh, the penultimate episode of this season, Chapter 15, The Believer, um, sees the return of uh, Bill Burr in a non-comedic role <laughs> as they uh, they try to go into an Imperial facility to find the coordinates to Moff Gideon's ship. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. How did you guys feel about this? Brian, I know that you like Bill Burr as a comedian quite a lot. Love him, yeah. Is it interesting to see him do this? Yeah, redemption episode for Burr because I think in season one I did not like the episode he was in at all. Dude, so I like that episode so much. I don't understand where our disconnect is my, on these episodes because I really like my, these ones. My thought on that episode was was purely the acting was terrible. Like I couldn't stand those two guys with the two heads, like the brother and sister or whatever. Like they were driving me freaking nuts the whole time. Their acting was so bad, and that one I have a knock on. But anyway. Um, I thought this episode was good. I thought Bill Burr was an uh, uh, endearing character. I thought it was interesting to finally see the Mando take his helmet off. It was funny because my wife watching it was like, wow, I thought there'd be a lot more buildup around that. And I was like, actually, I kind of like the shock factor of him just pulling it off really quick. And all of a sudden you'd be like, whoa, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So I kind of like liked how he just slipped his helmet off in that episode at he, the end there. He took his helmet off at the end of season one. You guys remember that, right? At the siege where with, uh, with the droid, with the IG-11 or whatever not ig88 he takes it off and you see his head and you face. see his face yeah anyway uh, i don't remember that but anyway um, I, I, so I appreciate so that, that yeah anyway it doesn't matter uh I, I thought it was fun um although that brings up a question that i i think i might may have been the first to notice but definitely not the first person to talk about it on the internet uh why the fuck does he have a mustache on under that helmet why he would a mustache he on? Why would he shave a mustache in? He like shaves his face and keeps a mustache, but no one ever sees his face. So what is the mustache for? For himself? Yeah, I don't understand. Why? Like you could have a mustache. I don't understand. For like why would you keep a mustache if you're never going to like show your face? Like he doesn't take his helmet off. I don't think he ever takes his helmet off. Like I don't think he walks around I the mean, ship with it off. I don't think dad necessarily has a mustache for the look as much as he's described that he hates the feeling on his upper lip of having a clean shave so I you know, I can see it just being the way he likes it to be I don't know I don't I, I uh, <laughs> that is not a sufficient answer in my opinion I don't it doesn't make any sense to me there's no maybe Mandalorian's mustaches just grow overnight I don't know man yeah, just um, the mustache yeah, that's your biggest good. issue with the show <laughs> that I, it's just we weird. It was weird when they when he took it off, and I was just like, "Wait, why does he keep a mustache?" I don't know. Like, I you, you know you really keep a mustache. that's what bothered you. You <laughs> watched a chick dodge mortar fire in the previous episode, and you went, "This is totally okay." And then you saw a mustache, and you went, "Hold the phone." Yeah, you watched an you entire Jeff, platoon I mean, of stormtroopers taking bullets and dying immediately in hits from sticks. <laughs> You're like, "What's with the mustache?" Yes, Who put this mustache. What do, you have to you have to deal with the budgetary restrictions surrounding this show that like they have to 
and like they're trying to create exciting action and you guys have to suspend disbelief and if you guys want to pick it up that was so far from exciting action but that mustache though fuck that That needs to be explained (laughs) i'm sorry i need it to be explained it doesn't make sense to me why would you keep a mustache i mean you keep you shave facial hair or you keep your facial hair uh shaven in certain ways because you think it looks good but why would he need it to look good so would it have made more sense to you if he had a full beard yeah, or a fully clean-shaven face. That would but what, I, what I'm saying is, is if he's always got his helmet on, he wouldn't really bother to maintain it too much, so just rock a fucking beard. Dude, I haven't been shaving my face very often because I have to wear a mask all day, every day, so I don't Yeah, mine drives shave. me nuts with my beard right now. It drives me crazy. Yeah. I, like, I don't keep, like, I don't keep, I just have not been really maintaining. I shave, like, once a month. Um, But... Whatever. Getting away from getting away from mustache gate, I think that uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I actually really enjoyed this episode. I I didn't like Brian. I didn't like the last season's episode of Bill Burr, but it wasn't because of Bill Burr. Again, I thought there was a lot of overacting, um, and I thought again some of the action was kind of weak. But um, I think that this episode was great. I thought it was one of the best. Probably I mean, it was up there with episode one, season two, episode one, where I thought it was one of the best in the season. I thought the action was really good. I thought the acting was really good. I thought I really like humanizing moments, and I thought Bill Burr's, you know, humanizing moment where he's talking about the the war crimes he's experienced um, were big. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I like this episode quite a lot. I like how he shot that dude straight in the fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just, like, look around, all the stormtroopers just kind of stop, and are like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, it was like a Django moment where the guy's just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Bam. exactly. I thought it was... Yeah, it was exciting. I I thought it was fun. Also, I thought the fight scene on top of the caravan was really yeah, cool. I thought that was good as well. Um, it was really fun, and uh, I thought I Bill Burr. I I've been saying for a while. I think that he's like a really really talented actor, um, who because he's so funny, um, doesn't get a lot of play in things or he doesn't get cast in things. Apparently, he talks shit about Star Wars a lot. But he and John Favreau are friends, so John Favreau's like, oh, "I'm gonna put you in this and make you like a main character, so that you have to answer all these Star Wars questions for the rest of your life." <laughs> 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 Which I think is a very good joke because obviously Bill Burr is like, "Well, I wanna, you know, I wanna build my name, and being attached to Star Wars is a good thing because there's money involved in that." But you know, he's not like super into the lore or anything like that. So right. what is it? He's he's not a nerd. Yeah, exactly. And he makes fun of nerds, but I, I think it's good. And I thought he did a good job. I like that episode a lot. Uh, it's probably one of the high points in the season for me. Getting Agreed. to a low point, the season finale, <laughs> for me, was a low point. I did not really like this episode at all. Um, how did you guys feel about it before I jump in? I thought it was good for the most part. I think um, talking about all that exposition stuff, the part where Moff Gideon is standing over uh, Grogu with the black or the dark saber, and he's like, I didn't really need him. All I needed was his blood. I'm like, why are you taking the time to explain this to him? Like, either oh, give him like the what kid he says, or get Do you know the what this is? The dark saber? Here's what it is. And here's all yeah. you need to know about it. Here's its that history. Was the here's point all that of just came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's the point that came to my mind when you were talking about the expedi- exposition issue was I was like why are we just sitting here listening to this guy like do the whole uh I'm the bad guy telling you my whole plan thing like you know I was just like shut up and do what you got to do you know and like it just didn't seem that necessary even like I understand exposition when you need to 
the, the viewer to understand something, but that part just totally felt like they were dragging out the episode. Like he was just like, you can have him. We, we are done with him. I, you know, all we needed was his blood. I'm like, why, why do you care? You know what I mean? Like, that's actually a pretty good Giancarlo Esposito impression you just did. That was actually pretty good. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, that, <laughs> and then the other thing um, that uh, was my, well, first off, uh, Luke Skywalker, I, I kind of wish that they'd had him just stand way off and just be this kind of figure out there because he looked good at first. I was like, oh, wow, they got like a young Luke. It's pretty impressive. But the more he talked, the more I was like, oh, oh my God, it. it looked so bad. <laughs> yeah, there was no I, just kept, I was like, no expression in his face. It. it was like I'll his bottom it. jaw was moving and none of the rest. He was just like, yeah. <laughs> he, he belongs with me. And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, guys, like, why do we have a zoomed in look at this? Like, this is uh, not what annoys okay. me. I mentioned this before, but back in like 2013, 2014, someone photoshops uh, Sebastian Stan, Bucky Barnes. He totally should have had Sebastian Stan in that scene. Totally. And, and, and there's a whole internet thing about bringing Sebastian Stan. And I was like, why wouldn't you guys just do this? Yeah, they fucked that fucking up. aware of this. Or, like I said, just have the door open. Have Luke standing off at a distance, like away from them, and you can even explain it by the tension between the two sides, and then just have uh, Mando just realize that the kid belongs with the Jedi. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he got into a conversation with this android version of Luke Skywalker <laughs> was driving me nuts. I was like, the more he talked, the more I was I like, mean, all right, this is not good. They like, should have. They should have had Luke have the conversation with his hood down, and then at the end reveal his face and not have him do any talking. So that was a side know. note. My other issue was the black saber thing, the dark saber thing. Like they literally just cut that off. Like he was like, here, just take it, just take it. I yield, just take it. And then they get into the fight, and then the season just ends, and they never resolve yeah, there's, that. There's no climax. There's so no yeah, there's nothing yeah, about that. And so I was just like, "Yo, we're just gonna like act like that wasn't just a thing like five minutes ago." And then well, and talk so about now the next season either has to start in that room, like at the the departure of Grogu, and then him turning around and being like, "Oh, by the way, let's get back to the black saber or the dark saber conversation," or they're gonna have to find some clever way of making it making us understand why she was okay with letting him walk out of that room or something like it just doesn't make any sense that they would just let that end because she clearly wants to be the ruler of mandalore and he's got the only way to be that so i was just like yo that needed to be addressed there i don't understand that part i, I think what's gonna happen go ahead tyler go ahead i just yeah no i just i mean talk about exposition real quick like Giancarlo Esposito just sitting on the staircase and like really chewing up scenery and being like, Oh, she has to fight you for it, Mando. She's gotta uh -huh. fight you for You're it. You're gonna leave me alive? This is gonna be interesting. Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> What the fuck is happening right now? I'm the, the hating second, this. <laughs> the second like this. cringiest point in that episode, besides Luke, Luke was number one, but the second cringiest was there was a point where he's like, Here, here's a lightsaber, and Giancarlo Esposito. Let's out like this shitty evil laugh for his life. And I was yeah. just like, God, fucking fuck you. Yeah, I hated horrible. that. I was like, this is fucking fuck dumb. <laughs> yeah, he, dude, he was talking way too much for his character. Like, for being a no-nonsense evil leader of the, the, the bad guys, for him to be like, you know, just providing that much bullshit context that he would not have taken the time to do in real life was just, it was taking me out of it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I really like when the like when the when the dark troopers showed up and started brushing the door, and he's like, "They're gonna kill all of you except for me." I thought for sure Mando yeah. was just about to shoot him in the leg or something. Yeah, like, shut done. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted him to just turn and be like, "Oh yeah," and just like pull the trigger on him and just 
cut it, like take his head off. Which is really unfortunate because Giancarlo, whatever the fuck, is a damn good actor, dude. And like everything that I've seen him in, that guy does such a good job of holding a stare with somebody when he's in a position of power. And you can feel it through the screen. Like this guy's calling the shots. This guy's in control. He does it in um, uh, Breaking Breaking Bad very well. And he also does it in the show Revolution where they like the power goes out around the globe. He's like a, a leader of the bad guys and man there's some scenes where he just holds stairs with people and you're like oh this guy's about to kill a bunch of people or something isn't like. he the bad guy in the boys too isn't he like the new director yes yeah. yes he is. yes he is he's good in that too and the thing is there his strength is his silence like he's a really good actor and plays a very subtle character and i think that maybe in this one he was like can i please ham it up I really I to want to say some yeah. shit. Yeah. We just need <laughs> And it didn't work for cool, me. Cool, bro. All. Can we keep going here? Like, no, she has to take it from you in a fight. And he's like, all right, let's box or something and I'll let you win. Yeah. And then you can punch have me it. in the helmet. Know. Like, yeah. Speaking of being punched in the helmet, uh, a highlight of this episode was the Mando fighting the Dark Trooper. It was like a space Terminator. It was sick. I really liked that that scene where he's like fighting it, and it was like just punching his face through the like into the wall. Yeah, really I, I thought at first that his helmet was buckling, and I was like, wait a minute. But then I realized he was just getting shoved backwards into the wall, and I was like, oh damn. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, those things were terrifying, especially like he tried to light it on fire, and I was like, oh, you just made it scarier. <laughs> yeah, the only thing like, I would ask is, did they fire. explain at any point that those are like a new technology? Because it wouldn't yeah, make sense that they didn't bring them in in the other movies otherwise, right? They did. He's like, these are the newest generation of Stormtrooper. We figured out that the the part that was going wrong was having the human inside. That's the right. That's yeah. right. What annoyed me was they're like, oh, no, the Dark Trooper is going to break it and we're done. And I was like, you guys have a fucking lightsaber in your hand he didn't even use it yeah he like you didn't run out with that thing and cut him up real quick you think that thing he has armor that they can't pierce Thank and you. he has a sword that'll cut him down easy and they and got three of them yeah exactly yeah um, uh, by the way another highlight was luke just storming through the ship cutting everybody down i thought that was pretty yeah, badass it kind of reminded me of the darth vader scene in rogue one i'm gonna have to go back and watch that moment cause i was like is cool. i was like man like as a casual star wars fan i was like Man, that's got to be uh, that's got to be either Luke or uh, you know like a you know I, I guess I got taken out of the time because my other thought was Obi Wan and then I realized Obi Wan's dead already so I was like that's got to be Luke green lightsaber one hand covered in a glove that's just robot hand this has got to be Luke cutting him down and then like all of a sudden he pulled his hood off and we were like oh shit and then he started talking and I was like oh shit now here is something <laughs> I wanted to talk about um, in Star Wars Rebels they introduced a new character named Ezra Bridger who is a young uh, Jedi in training throughout the series at the apparently in the finale of this which I have not gotten to he and Admiral Thrawn get pulled out into like some sort of distant space-time dimension or something well we know that Thrawn is back because Ahsoka is searching for him right now right like that's that's what her characters that's what her series is going to be about which means that Ezra Bridger is like could be back why not just cast a character as him or cast an actor as him and then use a human face instead of like some weird moving picture of Mark Hamill when he was 22. That was right. so... Especially... I Real quick, I got to go back to this. 
I fucking, you want to talk about feeling physically ill? I was so upset watching Luke's weird fucking face not move while he's talking. It was like frustrating to me. I kept being like, stop showing that. Stop it. Like Kelly, my wife was just laughing the whole time because I was so physically upset by it. I can't believe that they thought that that was a good idea. It was so weird. the, The ending itself is very unsatisfying for two reasons. One, Luke, what we can assume happens to Grogu is that he takes him to this planet where he starts the whole training thing that we know that happens because of the sequels. <laughs> and then ben and Grogu, <laughs> and Grogu is still an infant. He's fifty-seven years old in the events of this show, and he's an infant. If the that disaster, whatever happens to Luke, is going to happen within the next like thirty years, Grogu's still going to be an infant or toddler. Okay, well, we don't know what they're. We know what happens to toddlers like. in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> that's that's very funny yeah uh, ben solo it's like my my saber search for youngling blood <laughs> um, yeah i don't know what that like i just don't i guess so it's confirmed they confirmed that mandalorian's getting a season three that's going to have crossovers with ahsoka and the knights of the new republic or whatever um which i don't know what that means i'm not sure what they're going to do with those um also, there's a post credit scene at the end of this episode. Uh, Jeff, did you watch it? Brian? Uh, yeah, I saw it with Boba Fett. Boba Fett re-enters Jabba's palace, and I cannot remember that character's name. The weird tentacle penis head guy from Jabba's palace is now fat and is the leader of Jabba's gang, I guess. He's like the criminal lord or crime lord on Tatooine now. I don't really know, but Boba re-enters, takes out all of those soldiers without any effort at all, and then well, sits down on the throne. In return. Yeah. And takes Jabba's throne, and then the words, the book of Boba Fett, December 2021, show up on screen. But that was one think... we were already aware of, right? No. This is how they announced it. It was not announced during the Disney investors meeting. They sh- they they announced another. So they announced ten new Star Wars shows at that investors meeting, and now have announced an eleventh one. That's four new series, four new series, all entering the world of the Mandalorian, how all at the same time the period. Same it's so that's so much. Like okay, my problem. This brings. This is what I wanted to talk about. I really loved Daredevil on Netflix. I thought Daredevil was so good. Season one and two were so good, so so fun to watch. I really enjoyed them. Then you introduce Iron Fist. Okay, fine. Then you introduce Jessica Jones. Okay, fine. Then you introduce Luke Cage. Okay, fine. Iron Fist was the last one. Doesn't matter. I doesn't. I don't care what order it was released in. My point is, my enjoyment of Daredevil decreased so much. Once you started making me pay attention to all these other series, it was like so much of my attention was being taken up by Marvel TV that I I like didn't I I still haven't finished Daredevil season three because it was too much other shit that I want to watch. I can't only pay attention to Marvel. You know what I mean? And that's what like I feel like Disney is, you know, I've been saying these places, these these streaming services are making a play for being streaming king to take Netflix out. I don't know if I want an, like is Boba Fett the book of Boba Fett the Mandalorian season three or is it another show? Do is he know? able like and is that character able to carry a show? 
because the Mandalorian is intriguing, but I don't find Boba Fett that intriguing. I'll be honest with you. He just seems like this old haggard guy that wanted his armor back. What, what, like, what is I, he I just, like a crime lord? What is like, what are we doing with him? I don't understand. Yeah, it just didn't seem like enough of a, um, a, uh, you know, a character that demanded your attention to have to be the main character of something, I, even well, an Boba episode, been, let alone a whole show. Boba Fett's the most popular Star Wars character. Like the fact they created Boba Fett for for The Empire Strikes Back, and he made so much, sold so many action figures that they spawned the entire Mandalorian culture around how popular his character look had become. Yeah, I mean, it is the coolest armor in Star Wars, in my opinion. I think it's really yeah. awesome. Um, I constantly am looking at uh, Etsy's Etsy sites where people are like make the armor and then you can like Brian, you remember get it you remember the San Jose Comic Con watching the the Mandalorians go through as sure. they like march through the hallway. And I appreciate his initial inspiration for the rest of that universe, but the character that I just watched on the Mandalorian does not grab me enough to make me want to watch an entire Boba Fett series. Now that's not to say I won't watch it. That's just to say I'm not as intrigued by it as some of the other stuff. I don't know. They need a damn good explanation of what he was doing while Timothy Oliphant was wearing his armor. Because if he wanted it back that badly and just decided that today was the day to go get it, was the day that someone else grabbed it, kind of lame. Whatever. I hate you. Um, you're no longer my brother. Return the Christmas gifts I sent you. I want them for myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we can wrap it up. I mean, how did you get... Well, uh, real quick. How did you guys feel about watching Grogu leave? And what do you think is next for the series? Do you think... I think I said at the beginning of the season that they were going to do a time jump into season three. That's just my assumption. I don't know. There's no confirmation of that. Do you think that that's what they do? Or do you think that they go and have the Mandalorian take on other adventures just on his own? And is he as interesting without Baby Yoda if they do that? You know? I mean, one of the main draws for me is Grogu. So I think think they can do plenty with the Mandalorian. I think that character is interesting enough. Um... And they, they've added enough people that can be partners on different episodes and things like that to keep it going and they can get creative with expanding on that. Um, I will say a time jump might make a lot of sense because it'd be fun to have Grogu be a more interactive character than just this helpless little doll. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be nice to have him be a fucking teenager, you know, learning how to, you know, harness his powers with a, and he's got a freaking sword or something all of a sudden appear in an episode or something like that. That'd be cool. You know, or more expanding on Luke's involvement or, or something. We know that he goes off and builds a Jedi temple or whatever, but, you know, are we just going to assume that um, freaking Ben Kenobi, or not Ben Kenobi, um, Ben Solo goes in and freaking cuts down Grogu? Like, do we assume that he gets killed later on? So what I'm saying is I just don't, I just, I don't see an issue with the Mandalorian having another season. I do see a time jump being effective. But that dark saber thing is going to drive me nuts if they don't like find a way for her to have taken it from them and, and moved on with her. No, I thing. I think what's going to happen is clearly they wanted to have tension so that they will have a conflict later on. I think we're going to see a time jump, maybe even a small one. And I think that the next time that they meet, they're going to throw in a line with Bo-Katan saying, "I told you the next time that I saw you, I was going to kill you." And Bo-Katan's clearly going to go on to try and fight for Mandalore, and yeah. Mandalorian is clearly going to get drawn into it. And there's the clearly season. going to be a conflict between the religious sect that the Mandalorian belongs to and the non-religious sect. And I think there's clearly going to be another Imperial enemy, whether it's Admiral Thrawn or whoever. Um, so 
So I think the next season is going to be the retaking of Mandalore. I think that that's what they're going to do. They're going to do a season where they leave Grogu out for his training, and then they're going to do something. I mean, maybe. Who knows, right? But um, I think that they really set up for Mandalore to be taken back. They talked about it so much in this season with and introducing Bo-Katan, who's like the heir apparent to the Mandalore throne. Um, so it makes sense that they, that it would be about taking it back and him joining her cause and maybe there being a second civil war of, um, you know, his people, his religion. The Watch. Yeah, the Watch. Death Watch, right? The Death Watch is what they're called from the... Something like that. The, the series. Anyway, um, I think that that will be there. I don't think that they're going to introduce Thrawn because I think that, that they're going to save that for the Ahsoka series. Um Maybe. I mean, there's supposed to be crossovers between the next three series. I don't know. It's really hard to guess because none of this, honestly, is a decision that I would have made with Star Wars. Like, I would not be doing an Ahsoka spinoff series. I would definitely be doing the Obi-Wan series, but I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think we can wrap it up there. Do you guys have any other thoughts, Brian? Anything? No. No, I think we were pretty thorough there. Jeff? Sebastian Stan should be Luke Skywalker and... <laughs> Chapter He's 14 busy. should be deleted from history. Chapter 14? Oh, uh, no. Okay, sure. I'm not doing this with you. Um, I can I can feel you trying to goad me into a fight. It's and, because you and haven't answered a single one of my questions. You can say, no, I don't have the energy, but you have. You cannot explain. You cannot we'll circle back on it. We'll circle back on it. We're not starting it back up right now. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time. You guys can hash it out via text or something. All right. Uh, all right. Anyone out there listening, get in touch with us. What was your favorite episode of this season? Uh, what do you think they're going to do next? Are we way and, off uh, on our takes? Is Jeff wrong about chapter 14? Um, what's up with that dark saber? Are you sad to see baby Yoda go or Grogu go? I'm having a really hard time not calling him baby Yoda. It's really hard. Yeah. Cause the name ain't good. Am I right about that? Is the name good? Grogu. What would you, so here's real quick. Here's one. Do you think that they broke Star Wars canon by not naming the baby with the Y name? Because we have Yoda and we have Yaddle being the two confirmed yeah. of that species. Yaddle? Yaddle, yeah. She's the, the female, female version. She shows up in episode two in, All right. in the background of one she's of the scenes. She's a part of the council, I think. Yeah. Um, so those are both named with Ys, like, and then they give us a GR. Like, did they make a mistake? I don't know. What would you have named the baby? Come up with some names. I'm going to put Jeff and Brian. We're going to make some homework assignments. I like Grogu. You guys don't like it. Come up with a better name by the next episode. And Speaking of homework assignments, Brian, quick check. Have you read your comic books? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Uh, for listening get in touch with us we are on twitter and instagram at clever kids pod um i still haven't created an email address i don't know if one of you guys want to take that over but um yeah get in touch with us let us know what you think um rate and review the podcast on uh wherever you're listening and uh We'll see you next week. Next week we're doing Wonder Woman, so I'm gonna make my brothers. We're gonna you're gonna watch Wonder Woman uh, part one and Wonder Woman two, and then uh, we will talk about it. Okay. Sounds, Sounds fun. Thanks, right, guys. guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>